three, two, one. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Novices. This one's going to be a late one. It's going to be posted on Saturday, which today is Saturday. Um, but I am Josh. I'm a screenwriter. My name is Ezra, and I'm an aspiring fantasy author. And here we are, Halloween time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I don't know if you heard it last week. I did a little storytelling of a famous creepypasta called Kendall Cove to oh, wow. fit the Halloween uh, vibe and tone of it. Um, so, uh, that that was just kind of to set the mood of mm-hmm. what the future episodes are going to be. Yeah. Um, now, today, we're going to be talking about Horror. Scary. Yes. <laughs> um, do you watch a whole lot of horror movies? I've never really known. I do. I love horror movies. That's, oh, that's my mojo. That. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love, um, I love horror stories, like on YouTube. I listen mm-hmm. to a lot, mm-hmm. almost an unhealthy amount of creepypastas. <laughs> like, um, I like, like when I'm working on homework or when I'm do- cleaning the house, I just like to plug my headphones in and just listen and work it's just a nice little it's i mean they're scary but it's also calming in a certain way if you find the right storyteller yeah um i'm actually planning to start another podcast on rating creepypastas and true stories because the problem i have with most creepypasta story like story channels these days is they're all on youtube yeah and it's like it's really hard to just listen to them on youtube like on your phone and also work yeah and there's no really podcasts of any readings or creepypastas so i was yeah. like i'll do it mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> i used to listen to this um i actually listen to like three first stories i think her youtube channel is called a queen of the night or something mm-hmm. and she read um a story about i don't know if you heard this, about this um i don't want to say a mythical creature but it's definitely it's a fictional oh. creature i'll say that um, it's, what are they called? Oh, oh my gosh. I can't think of the name right now, but it's like a monster who lives in the snow and the way she read it and how the word she chose. And it was just, it was just fascinating. Like, hmm, I honestly didn't think that I would get scared off of someone telling me a story. Like horror movies like i'll jump and i'll be like oh and i get scared and get excited but like yeah usually whenever someone has read a horror story to me i never really got scared but like she was magnificent like i was yeah. entranced like i could see wow. it i could hear it and also she did use te- technical skills like she had wind sounds um Ooh. creaking doors it was it was amazing like Ooh. honestly i think you should check her channel out i forgot what it was called i believe it's called the queen of the night but all right shout out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i love love it when like storytellers do that in their story when they incorporate like maybe thunder or or, like banging it really brings you into the story yes Um, yes um but yeah i i think i don't read a whole lot of horror stories except Mm -hmm. like stephen king um I really love Stephen King. Huge fan. The first book I actually read of him was the classic, The Shining. Um, <laughs> it was, but at that point, the weirdest book I ever read. I was like, "What it just <laughs> happened?" Like that was so much to like to just take in. Yeah. And the movie doesn't 
Like it serves the weirdness of it, but it is not the same as the book at all. <laughs> However, it's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that in 2013, uh, Stephen King did his first like direct sequel, um, which was called Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a movie recently, Mike Flanagan, actually, who made Haunting of Hill House, um, adapted it. Oh, wow. And oh my goodness, that was so good. It was like, it was like my favorite movie of 2019, which is interesting to say, because there was Parasite and there was uh, like Joker. But oh, yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> that's such a good movie. Oh. Oh, we can also talk about, I guess, Haunting of Hill House and Blind Man. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Blind Man yet. I I have to watch it. I have to get started on it. But Haunting of Hill House. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The writing, the filming. It was... Mm -hmm. uh, It's immaculate. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, I'm I'm nervous about Blind Manor because I've also hyped it up so much. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's gonna be so good. But I'm like, hold on, I gotta calm down before I watch it. So I don't yeah, get disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the and that that was he uh, Mike Flanagan wrote and produced and directed basically the whole series. Oh, he did. Yeah, like oh, wow. I I heard a story where he that. he like wrote it and pitched it to Netflix. And they were like, oh, we're going to get some people on board. He's like, no, I want to direct it. Like, I want to be ahead of the story. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, okay. And he's like, if you, if I don't get to, you know, maintain the story, yeah, you don't get the show. Ooh. And it was like, oh, cool. So, <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think I remember the only reason I actually watched the show was because when I was just starting, like, filmmaking and screenwriting, Mm-hmm. I asked um, the old film teacher at Sheldon um, High School, the old high school we used to go to, yeah, um, about like film. And I was like, "How do I get started? You know, what do I do? How do I learn?" And he was like, "Okay, okay." He goes, um, "He goes, I'm going to give you a little assignment. He goes, I want to, I want you to watch this show on Netflix called Haunting of Hill House, and for the first two minutes, just take screenshots of every single cut." I was like, oh, okay. So I did so. And then he showed me that they planted, like, little ghosts in, like, the frames. Really? Like, they hid ghosts. Like, I don't know if you know this. Like, they'll, in one, anytime they're in the mansion, Mm -hmm. anytime they're in Hill House, there's always, not always, but there's ghosts in the background. Oh, wow. And they don't pay any mind to it. Like, sometimes it'll show just, like, someone talking, and right in the background, you'll see just, like, a person just standing there. Oh, my God. I didn't, and <laughs> I didn't know it's that. It's so, so cool. And the statues <laughs> are always changing. They always change in the entire show. I don't I know how many times. I have to go back and watch it. I have to go back yeah. and watch it now. <laughs> it definitely encourages multiple watches. Mm. But what's also amazing about it is... I think there's like one jump scare in the entire show. Yeah, I think yeah, so it was too just, for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like the van scene is when you know, she just pops out, mm-hmm. and it created really interesting characters. Yeah, it was you related to them, and it was mm-hmm. honestly a very human story about grief and family. Yeah, yeah, it and was. That was like the horror of it is how real to how, to people it was, and like how it connected so deeply with people and i think that was like 
why it was so great. Mm-hmm. But, but the seventh episode. Yeah, honestly, the stories. characterization, it was, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like, it wasn't all about being scary and trying to put mm-hmm. fear into people. Like, it also taught about how family sticks together and how everyone mm-hmm. grieves in their own way. And it was also, like, yeah. teaching a life lesson. Even though it was horror-based, it taught so many yeah. lessons as well. And that's why I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like an that's like part of the art of mm-hmm. horror films. Like a, a lot of even the like Academy Awards or a lot of um, people don't consider like horror films to be the art of cinema. Yeah. I kind of disagree mm-hmm. because you can make artful horror films like Get Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. is that was nominated for Academy Award. I think one won one for Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Like that is a fantastic film in both horror and just cinema. And when done right, it can really, not only is it just good horror and good cinema, but like you said, teaches good lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, that was very much a a social piece while also being horror. And then like, I remember I I saw like this film, film analyst talking about the lessons in horror movies, Mm -hmm. how like it is like, face your fears oh wow you know it talks like it's really interesting like you said the life lessons you can learn from horror movies like that's that's kind of the art of them i guess i mean not all of them yeah (laughs) but (laughs) some of them (laughs) like the saw movies i don't i only want to watch like the first one otherwise i don't like gore fests Mm. like i don't like all the blood and cuts that's just not my thing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i like very supernatural horror movies i don't really like yeah. chainsaws and nice yeah cutthroats i mean sometimes it does impact me sometimes it doesn't but i really go for yeah. the supernatural feel that's what i go for me too i like the eerie filming of everything like you just don't know everything mm-hmm. um i want have you ever considered or will Right, like any horror stories by any chance? Um, I've written one horror short story and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know if anyone else that I showed mm-hmm. it to enjoyed it because I was like, I was um, in middle school when I wrote it, so you know, my parents are like, Oh, that's really good, and everything. So, like, I don't, I don't really know, <laughs> but I think maybe in the future I will write another one. Oh, Just, cool. Because horror trying to scare people is one of my difficulties as well. Because I don't really write mm-hmm. to scare people. Like I write to inspire, adventure. That's what I write. Yeah. So writing a horror would create a big challenge for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I actually thought about doing a couple horror films. I actually, my first ever short film was a horror film. Oh wow! Um, and it was extremely bad (laughs) because it was just well one it was just my first ever short Mm -hmm. film not no i don't think no first short film is ever good um which is good because then you learn um but it was like it was just not really creepy even though the music was kind of there and like i hid like the figures but i thought it was really creepy Mm -hmm. um and then I'm recently I've made a lot more horror shorts. Actually, um, I made 
one with my girlfriend Lizzie, oh. um, which is still in post, mm-hmm. and then I made one with my good friend Hope. Oh wow! Which well, well you know Hope, yeah. you know Hope. <laughs> um, there's like a horror film fest coming up that we wanted to enter in, and she actually wrote the horror short, and I just directed it and starred it. Oh wow! As well as she starred in it, so it was like a cool little collaborative mm-hmm. thing. But the um. The biggest focus in this one was a lot of directing and not a whole lot of writing, mm-hmm. but I feel like that served the horror and served the scares. Yeah, because it was supposed to be under five minutes, and it's really hard to get a story out <laughs> yeah. in under five minutes. So we really had to focus on as well the writing and like the story and how it progressed, but as well as like the di- the directing and how we would get the scares mm-hmm. out and how we would freak people yeah. out in under five mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I actually forgot, like, I forgot all about this because, like, I've just been so busy with work, life, and everything. I'm actually <laughs> writing um, a horror short with one of uh, one of my friends who I'm in a group with. Um, I don't oh, know wow. if you know him. I believe he's been to Sheldon before. Grant? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know Grant. Yeah. I might. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're actually writing one right now, and honestly... <laughs> Like, at first, because I don't like outlining. So at first, I was like, no, I don't want to outline. Let's just start writing. But mm-hmm. once we were trying to start writing, we realized, okay, you know, we need to outline. We have, we have yeah. to outline. And outlining it, it was actually really fun because you can do a lot of things with horror. But also, we didn't want to yeah. overdo it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times in horror, you see the same things. Like, yeah, um, definitely. you can expect when a jump scare is about to happen or who the next victim yeah. is. And we didn't want it to be that. So it's, it's a challenge, but it's also very fun and something new. And yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah I, I like that with outlining. Um, I'd actually don't, I'm kind of with you. I don't like outlining, mm-hmm. but I have like my own version of it. Yeah. Like I, um, so it, the way I think of like stories in terms of film is I think one scene, like that one scene that just kind of pops in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that would be a really good scene. Mm-hmm. And I literally write it. Like I pull out the screenplay and I write it, the action lines, the heading, yeah. the um, characters and dialogue and everything. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what comes before this? What leads to, and then that's how I actually write. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately I've actually been writing like notes oh. And, like, in terms of just bullet points of, like, this is what I want in the script. This is how I'm going to do it. And so I kind of outlined very weird. But, like you said, outlining is actually kind of necessary yeah. in terms of yeah. writing, even when you don't like it. Um, and it's, it's, it's just good to know where you're going. Yeah. How do you feel about, okay, a lot of people, like, goosebumps. You've heard of that, right? The Goosebumps yes, story, goosebumps. to me, they're more mm-hmm. um, fun than scary. How do you mm-hmm. feel about those being in a genre of horror? Oh, that's a good one. Like, I don't... I'm not sure. Because I remember I actually read Goosebumps when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Um, I read, like, two. <laughs> but I still read them. <laughs> and I remember... Um, Reading him was like, this isn't necessarily scary because I, I had a really weird imagination. So I always imagined scary as like 
the the real creepy mm. stuff, not really like the, I guess, kind of quote unquote goofy yeah. terms of goosebumps. But I don't know. I feel like that's more like scary for kid audiences. Mm. I think that's what it's meant mm. to be, which is good. I think having the you know creepy yeah. or like scary things for young audiences is actually mm. good because I mean, you know, like the. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you remember being a kid and your parents would watch a horror movie yeah. and you're like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And they're like, no, it's too scary. Yeah. And you like sneak around the corner and you're just peeking. <laughs> at the thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember I did that as a kid and um, I feel like having that little like small dose of horror for kids mm-hmm. serves like their little imagination of loving the scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I think I guess it's kind of necessary in terms of like horror genre and I feel like it's a goofy kind of yeah. horror you know so I guess it fits it's just not like like the real yeah, horror yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> the psychological stuff yeah. um yeah I actually want to ask you a little bit of a quick question on a genre how do you feel about found footage movies? Because those are such a hidden hit and miss with people. I love them. Some of them. I love them because it's just like, it feels more personal and a little bit like you're in there. Almost like you you literally like you found the footage. What do you mean by found footage? Um, you know, like the, have you heard of Cloverfield or Blair Witch Project? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... It, it's oh, they hold the camera footage. it's all shaped okay, found yes, footage yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i uh, and it i love those it's more investing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i feel like they um how do i say this add more truth to it make it seem more mm-hmm. realistic because it's like it's all taken on the camera and mm-hmm. most people like a lot of people they go everywhere with the camera cameras on their phone um yeah. an actual camera so I be- I believe found footage um, movies are something that do belong in the horror genre. Like they're they're entrancing. Like they're they're good. Like because mm-hmm. we relate to it a lot. Like the teenagers, or if it's just mm-hmm. a family getting footage, and it's just people living their regular day lives. And it, yeah, it's you can kind of see the difference between. Um, a found footage and a regular film horror where mm-hmm. someone else is living their everyday lives, but it's not as authentic as a found footage. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, I'm actually a huge fan of the Blair Witch project. Mm-hmm. I love how they did the marketing for it. It's such an interesting, I don't know, an interesting story, yeah. honestly, because they like the way they really got the film out there it was made on an extremely low budget. And that's the thing with like found footage movies is they're made on a very low <laughs> yeah, budget. Yeah. And that's also why sometimes they can be bad, mm-hmm. but some can be yeah. good. Um, and they framed like, cause the Blair Witch Project is about three young filmmakers go missing in the woods mm-hmm. because of a supposed Blair Witch. Yeah. And they like framed the movie as if it was like legitimately we don't know where these people are and they're actual actors. Oh wow. But they like put up wanting post wanted posters. They put up a like a fake number mm-hmm. 
on like this website like if you hear anything about these people call them yeah like the parents of the actors got emails of a poly- of like condolences of like we're sorry about your missing people we're actually on the look for them and it's like wow they like committed to getting this movie out yeah. there um and obviously it was all fake because mm-hmm. the actors are still acting and they're just, they're just <laughs> fine but it was very interesting how before really like the internet and before like anyone could just really do heavy research and be like, no, it's all fake. Like people were very vulnerable to a lot of these like fake ARGs or these fake, like, like propaganda kind of deal. I mean, not propaganda, more of like just fake advertising in terms of like movies, like how, how easy it was to kind of fall into that trap. And it's very interesting to see how, the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. got out there. Yeah. And that's why I'm a big fan of it. Cause it was just <laughs> also the movie. I like the movie. I think I relate to it. Cause it's also like filmmaking and it's like, Oh, yeah. what if I was in that situation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that would suck. Like, honestly, I was one of the people who thought that Blair Witch Project was real. I was like, Oh my gosh, these people are, they're out there somewhere. Like who's going to look for them? Who's going to find them? How did they get this footage? But then yeah. I was like, is, is it fake? And then I like did research, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." I, I I remember at first I thought it was like real. I was like, "Oh my!" But I was like young, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it's totally real. <laughs> but then when like when I got older and heard about it, I was like, "Oh, well, that's young Josh." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I? Uh, why do you think people oh, love more? Oh. That's that's a good question. I don't know. Because that's one of those questions where it's like, that's going to have a thousand different answers. Because, I mean, I love horror for the spooks and, like, the characters. Like, that's just me. I like like to feel the tingle in my back. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people love, like, the gore. Love the gore of it and love, like, just the the real scary stuff mm-hmm. or even just love the controversial topics or whatever. Yeah. And some people like, like horror because they just like the story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like in some ways people relate to horror because in real life, honestly, life is kind of a horror story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we experience those scary moments. We experience the stressful points where we're like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We experience like the hard dilemmas where it's like if i go with this thing or this thing both are going to have bad consequences so it's like the lesser of two evils Mm -hmm. like this year's election (laughs) and (laughs) like we experience those dilemmas and those stressful and scary Mm -hmm. times in life and i feel like horror is a way of projecting how certain aspects of life Mm -hmm. feels yeah um, so I guess that could be a reason. Um, I mean, why do you like horror? Um, me, I really love the supernatural aspect of horror mm-hmm. because like me, I'm very superstitious. I believe in a lot of things and mm-hmm. watching horror movies that have that. And it makes me even more interested because I'm like, well, could that be something that actually goes on in real life? Uh, like the conjuring mm-hmm. that's based on a true story. 
And the reason why yeah. I love it is because I know it's real. Like, um, mm-hmm. well, as far as my beliefs, I believe it's real. But, because yeah. um, <laughs> some people don't. But, like, knowing that there was an actual doll out there, there was an actual family um, who was mm-hmm. tormented, not, it's not like fantastic in a good way, like, oh, yeah, they got tormented, but like, yeah, sort of like, it's a good feeling that knowing that it's like, oh, like, stuff like that actually exists. And mm-hmm. I also believe, like, from taking AP English, um, not everyone read though, but they believe that horror is the dark side of humanity, and that's how people yeah. portray their dark side, um, their worries, their stresses in life. Because, as you said, it all it all can be scary sometimes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that's another thing is like, I I'm I'm pretty superstitious. I like to believe. Um, in certain supernatural moments, but I also like to view those moments with a skeptical mm. mind. Um, like the conjuring, like um, I kind of believe there was something that happened, yeah. whether it was, you know, Bathsheba, the mm. witch, I don't know because I wasn't there and I wasn't yeah. them, but I believe that there was something obviously big enough that it scared the family and gained all this attention, mm. whether it was, an exaggeration or real, I don't know. And it's it's honestly like like I don't know if you've seen those like ghost videos or ghost investigations oh, yeah. <laughs> where they like they capture the EVP or they see something move in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like I like to stay away from the television stuff mm-hmm. and you gotta go to the internet to really get real kind of stuff like yeah. that. Because because when I look at like um like those ghost investigation videos and they pick up like that EVP. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, that could be a number of yeah. things. But when it's like they have a camera there and like just on the corner of the screen, like a doll like moves yeah. or whatever. I'm like, that's more believable than the EVP mm-hmm. to me because <laughs> it's subtle. No one pays attention to mind to it. But also, I mean, haunting your house can do the yeah. same thing with like that subtle mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, you got to also view that in the skeptical mind. So I like to believe in like those kind of things because it makes, like you said, it brings like comfort. It's Mm -hmm. almost like, oh, cool, Mm -hmm. you know, scary stuff can happen. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also just like, you got to be careful and wade through the like fake accounts to get to the Mm -hmm. real ones, you know. And that's tough about like those real life Mm -hmm. stories is you got to be careful of who you hear it from, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's probably why I I enjoy those creepy stuff is to know like yeah it's almost like a real life horror movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? I don't know if you're familiar with um, Edgar Allan Poe's work. Oh, I am. A, a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too. But like he, from the way he wrote, I believe that he had a fascination with death and mm-hmm. the unknown because around his time, many people were scared of that. They were scared, oh, what's mm-hmm. going to happen when I die? Because, like, nowadays, everyone has their own beliefs of what's going to happen yeah. after death. But back then, people yeah. were scared. And the way he wrote, it was just, mm. it kind of gave, even me, like, it kind of gave me a comfort. Even though not all his mm-hmm. stories were about death. 
um, his poems, I should say, yeah. were about death, but they all gave insight to what humanity fears, which is the unknown. And I really mm-hmm. like, that's what I really like about Edgar Allan Poe. He's someone that yeah. I look up to in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's like, is sometimes that's like the reality of like the scary mm-hmm. stuff is like death is death is, death is like the only certain mm-hmm. thing in life. Yeah, and I I think like you said is horror is also I, I guess that's another yeah. reason why people like horror is maybe it's mm-hmm. a comfort knowing that something is out there, something could be yeah. after um, mm-hmm. the scary mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I'm also optimistic in knowing like, hey, maybe something good is yeah. after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the interesting thing about Mm -hmm. horror. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything else you want to talk about horror? Uh, (laughs) What are you going to do for Halloween? Oh, I'm planning like a little get together with friends. Um, and we're just going to dress up with what we have, like, um, just at home and there's nothing we can purchase for the costume. Mm -hmm. It's literally just, we have to find what we can use in the house or like in yeah. your closet and make a costume with oh, what wow. you have. Get creative. Yeah. What about you? What do you, yeah. What are you doing? Um, I'm actually going to be with family. They're having like a big Halloween celebration, but obviously social distancing will be practiced. Um, yes. <laughs> Same with me. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm not going to really be a part of it. I'm just going to be there taking photos because that's a new hobby that I picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. Well, I believe that's all the time we have for yeah. today. It was really great talking <laughs> about Halloween and really viewing other people's yes. opinions on kind of the horror and mm-hmm. scary stuff of the world. Yeah. So, Anyways, thank you everybody so much for listening yes. to this episode of the podcast. I like, I like this Halloween theme and I believe we're going to have I think two more episodes in the month of october i believe so so probably like two more episodes of halloween Mm -hmm. theme so stay tuned for that dear fellows (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) anyways thank you everybody so much for listening and this is the end of the pot of the novices four bye-bye